Hello, Birds with Friends listeners. If you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last minute tickets to sports, concerts, and all types of shows. There is a game coming up this Sunday at the link, which we will get into for 25. You can get a great deal on that. Great selection, easy checkout with the Game Time app. Now, Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store, click on the My Tickets section of the app, create an account, then under the billing section, redeem code THEATHLETIC. Once again, that's THEATHLETIC, all one word. That gets you $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. You can, I don't know, probably get a beer for that, some something from the concession stands. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019, so don't save this bad boy for the playoffs. Use it now for the Cowboys game. Make moves quick and score last-minute tickets. <laughs> Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins till Bo's old arch nemesis. Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo, Wolf, and party are coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings i'm gonna have the rest of my life with these kids wow get, we gotta get that in a drop uh immediately we're getting that one out that didn't come out play. there's no editing no no editing yeah, on this that's podcast the one birds with friends no editing <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Wednesday edition of Birds with Friends. I am Sheil Kapadia. Bizarro Week continues. <laughs> that is not Bo Wolf's voice you hear, although he is seated here next to me at the right. We've got Zach Berman, Z-Berm to the left, and look at who's running the show today, baby. I got segments. It's going to be the Sheil Kapadia show. We are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days away from what everyone in the Eagles locker room is calling a playoff game. You know, really nonchalantly, not even like a playoff game, not even, you know, sort of comparable to a playoff game. They're saying you got a playoff game Sunday against the Cowboys. We're going to break it down. We're going to bring the juice. You know, there were there were varying opinions to yesterday's show. We'll get into that also. We'll take you behind the scenes on what happened to do form that episode. But first of all, how we doing, fellas? <laughs> oh, you're giving us a how we doing. <laughs> I'm doing great. Excited fine. for the show. Just fine. Just fine. That's Shield, it. Can I, have a, I have a question for yeah, you. Yeah, what do you got? How long of, uh, <laughs> of I, I guess, notice did you get? That you were that you were going to host this. This show. was your idea. I served notice. I actually was okay. so I got in the car yesterday. Uh, shout out to Big Brothers, Little Brothers for hooking us up with some Flyers tickets. So I had quite a long drive. I had to go to the Northeast, then back to the stadium, then back to the Northeast, then back to Delaware County. I saw wow, a new Birds with Friends has popped up. Listened to your guys' episode, realized it was a bizarro start, a bizarro week with Zach hosting, and then I came in today and I said, uh, let's keep this bad boy going. I'm going to host today. And so how, how much notice did you get yesterday? About eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so so preparation helps, yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, Zach uh, totally off the hook for yesterday's episode. Not his fault at all. <laughs> completely completely on me. Now, was it like, was it Machiavellian of me to uh, 
to let you host the show in which we had absolutely no preparation, potentially, I don't, I, maybe at least subconsciously, but no uh, excuses. Now, though. now I respect I respect Sheila for coming in like, oh well, Zach hosted that uh, that garbage fire. Now <laughs> I can come in and have a full prep and and look like the real uh, replacement host. This is really what you want to do. If there's a life <laughs> lesson, like if you're you know trying to get a new job or something, you want to come in after things aren't going great. You know, you don't want to like replace uh you know john elway winning the super bowl the next year you want to so i'm brian greasy in this example (laughs) you want to come john elway for example once jason garrett gets fired after this year if that happens that's a situation you want to go into okay people are going to be very uh very appreciative football football talk i I like thanks for bringing it back to football that's football so here's what we're going to do today we are going to get into the news because there's been uh, you know, since your your podcast yesterday was before coordinators, correct? Yes. So we can talk about coordinators. We've got a little Cowboys juice. If you're looking for a little hope for how the Eagles can win a this game, little bird on the street, you might get me. that. Uh, listen, I'm the host. I'll, I'll. We don't need segment names. Listen, the show, the show must go on. We talked to Doug puns. Peterson. We talked to uh, Carson Wentz. There's some uh, Camugrujay Hill drama going mm, on. So very spicy. There's certainly some news to get to. We'll get to that. We'll get to the Squall 22 because I couldn't be on yesterday. I did go through the film, and I'll spin that forward here with some thoughts on the Cowboys, and then I want to do a little. Uh, Dak Prescott versus Carson Wentz conversation, really. An extended woodpecker, you rather? Really jumping off of what your guys draft yesterday, which had a lot of potential. Don't know if it was executed perfectly, <laughs> but it had a lot of potential. I like the idea. I like the idea. And uh, I was actually very surprised that the first pick, and then there was no discussion about it, was Carson Wentz. Like, mm. like that was a no-brainer. So we, we will certainly get into that. And during that segment, if anything else from the episode yesterday pops into my mind, okay. you, I mean, you know, I will bring it up. But let me hand it off to you guys. First, I want to get to the biggest, what I think is the biggest news of the day, and that's uh, Dak Prescott, a, a limited participant or a non-participant today? I believe non, correct? Non-participant. Right. He, didn't, he didn't throw at all. For yes. the first time. With the shoulder injury, I believe uh, there was one report from Calvin Watkins that said not only was he not throwing, but they did jumping jacks, which, you know, football players are just mm. like my seven-year-old daughter. Apparently, they did jumping jacks, and he was not extending the arms over the head, which I make sure my daughter does. I like to throw a little clap in there every once in a while. Yeah, why not? Uh, as well. So that's uh, noteworthy. And then I just saw this tweet here from Clarence Hill Jr., which I thought this was actually interesting. He says, Amari Cooper to me said he figured something was wrong with Dak Prescott during the Rams game because Prescott told Michael Gallup that he wasn't going to throw any RPOs no matter what the read was. Cooper said, that's not like Dak. So I knew mm. something was up. Talk, talk to me about this injury. Does it? Uh, what do you make of it? What do you think about his status? Does well, this... I first want to just say that there's another recording going on in the other room over. Yeah. And I don't feel bad about continuing our conversation while that is going on because uh, earlier today in the locker room, I saw Zach waiting for a one-on-one that he's been waiting for for several weeks. And his one-on-one was rudely interrupted by a certain camera crew. And so I'm fine with uh, continuing to work as, as they work as well. <laughs> There you go. I just want to say, well, appreciate I'm, that. I got my I got my guys back. That's okay. all. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Ride or die with Z Burn. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I find it hard to get too worked up about this Dak thing, just because I I, I find it hard to believe he's not going to play. Um, I mean, he'll he'll he finished that game. I'm sure he'll get shot up with uh, all kinds of goodies before the game that'll allow him to play. I just uh, I find it I find it hard to get too worked up about this. 
Zach? I think he's going to play. I expect him to play. The Eagles defensive players, it sounded like expected him to play. I mean, they're not doctors either. But also from the comments, I didn't watch Jason Garrett's press conference. I've merely been following it on social media. But it sounds like people are expecting him to play as well. Well, I, think- I mean, he got hurt. It was like the seventh play of the game, right? And they went on and they still donkey whomped the Rams. Like, Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to play, but I, I think he might be downplaying this a bit much. I okay. mean, if he's at uh, 75% and not 100%, that's meaningful. Can't throw it downfield to begin with. The spread. We'll in get, the outside, we'll in the cold. That. The spread is uh, two and a half points mm-hmm. for the Cowboys, which uh, Vegas obviously has known about this injury since right. they since they came out with the spread. I think many of us were, were thought that that was a little bit low, but it's certainly something to monitor here the rest of the way. And I, I think it adds a little a uh, little juice in the Eagles' favor. Although you, you guys seem to be downplaying it a bit. Okay, well, I think uh, it. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting storyline. Yeah, but it's also like. Oh, look at what Dak overcame to uh, to nah, lead the Cowboys okay. to, this, to this victory. Okay. Speaking about injuries, I just have something hot off the presses. Okay. Am I allowed Ooh. to update this? Or is, yeah, oh, no. Okay. Breaking news is breaking news. Uh, so the Eagles injury report came out just now as as we're taping this. and Brandon my, time, Brooks, my timing is unbelievable. And uh, Brandon Brooks and Fletcher Cox are new additions to the injury list this week. Um, they have, well, in Brooks's case, a calf. Cox's case, a triceps injury. Uh, the Eagles had a walkthrough today. So, so this was an estimation, but both would have been limited if it was a full practice. Then Aguilar, Barnett, Johnson did not practice, and Lane Johnson did not practice as as we knew. Uh, and uh, Darby and Howard uh, both limited, but in Howard's case, still hasn't been cleared for contact, so limited doesn't matter. And the way that Doug said it today during the press conference was that Barnett is making progress. Lane Johnson is now day to day. And Aguilar and Howard are status quo, which yes. leads me to believe those last two guys are going to mm-hmm. be out. Barnett's got a chance to play, although he didn't even participate in the walkthrough today. And then Lane, I think, is probably 50-50. My guess is he'll, big one. he'll play, but uh, I mean, that's, yeah, that is who am one. I to say? Well, what, that's what the big one on many fronts because yeah. it's not only is he going to play or not, but what is he going to look like when he was 100% in the first meeting and at his worst game yeah. probably of the season, certainly against uh, Demarcus Lawrence. So that's interesting. Brandon Brooks and Fletcher Cox were both in the locker room yep. today, seemed to be in good spirits. So that, I mean. But similar to Dak, both, both are dealing got, with both something. Both got Pro Bowl uh, nonsense last night and Zach yeah you guys had the extended yeah. Pro Bowl conversation <laughs> yesterday so I don't know I mean, we'll, we'll see how much time we have I do have a hard out we so. should get to Lovato though I don't know if we will get to that okay other thing I thought was notable from uh, Doug Peterson today uh, which is really I feel like right down both your guys alley I feel like you guys enjoy this topic of conversation is that he's going a little easing up a little bit leading up to yeah, the Cowboys game. really interesting tell me about what he said what you make of it well listen it's December football. You got to be knocking heads at this time of the this time of the year. They come off that Dolphins loss, and Doug puts them in pads. They respond with two two back to back wins. All of a sudden, it's it's cushy cushy here at the Novacare Complex. They get Tuesday off. They get a walkthrough on Wednesday. They got the season on the line. Let's get a little let's get a little concussion uncle in here to run practice. What's going on? It I is want interesting. Oklahoma drills. I want. I want uh, face masks ripped off. What's going on no, here? They need edge on Sunday. It, so the explanation Doug Peterson and players gave is that they took a lot of snaps in in, in recent weeks. They did, which is um, true. That that Doug's managing them here. Uh, this is not unusual. This is what Doug has, has done. 
last two kind of week 16s, week 17s, so late December. Uh, Big save by Zebram there as his, as as his, his laptop sliding. nearly slides off. But uh, it's it's interesting when you juxtapose it to what Doug was doing two weeks ago. And then uh, the other part of this too is is Doug has has one padded practice in his back pocket. So he's allowed to use it this week or next week. Um, I guess he's just not going to use it Do you at get all. an extra one for the playoffs? Yes, you're allowed in the playoffs. You're allowed one per week. Oh, okay. So it okay, kind of resets. Car- is there, there's no carryover. There's no there's no carryover. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like fantasy football. If if you have you know like Auction. your 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 budget, yeah, yeah for or waivers. like substitutions in a soccer game. It, exactly. So so Doug could have used it this It'd be week. Be funny if they lose this week and he and as punishment he gives <laughs> them a padded practice. Padded practice, practice for a meaningless week seventeen yeah. game. Yeah. So it's it was just who, I was curious to see, uh, and then giving them Tuesday off. Th- that's the probably the first time this year that I can recall them getting Tuesday off during a, just a conventional week. It's, well, and it's it's not just the snaps too. It is it is because they had a Monday night game the week before, sure. so they had a short week last week. They didn't. They never had a day off. They, they had an extra day off the prior week, right? But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, I'm I'm not saying it's yeah. I mean, we didn't have days off. No. So. Hashtag no days off. Bill Belichick said that. It's always Belichick with you. <laughs> you write this. You write this lovely Greg Ward story, and you still have to shoehorn in Julian Edelman into the conversation. <laughs> I mean, my take on this is, is generally uh, practice is very overrated. Agreed. They, they should show up for a couple walkthroughs, a couple meeting, you know, get your work done in the meeting room. But in, in this sort of football culture, I think it is interesting that before your biggest game of the season, he's got to have a pulse on the team, which. To be fair, I think over his tenure with the Eagles has been a strength of Doug Peterson's is having a pulse of the team and seeing what they need at what time. You know, the Super Bowl year. Was it the Super Bowl year or last? I've asked Super this every Bowl time. Year. Okay. Yeah. Where they, the players asked to put together. the pads on, right? Yeah. At the end of the season. And so this is a different situation. Uh, you know, it's one of those things I don't think is probably going to matter one way or the other, but uh, probably the most newsy thing to come out of the NovaCare complex today. What about the whole Kamu Bruhaha? Well, I want you guys to get into this. I was I was telling Bo in the locker room. This feels like one of those that when you're uh, you're on the beat and you're going through the day to day, this is a big story. And when you're looking at sort of the big picture of the you know game totally on agree. Sunday, yeah. it's not. I mean, I don't I don't want to totally sweep it under the rug because I think there are fascinating things that do lend to a bigger picture thing. But why don't uh, why well, don't you why don't much- you explain what's actually happening here before it, we. I'll let you explain it, but it became much more interesting after the press conference. I was taken by like the beginning of the press conference was like five, six Kamu questions in a row. I was like, what is going on here? Well, right before the press conference, I I showed you a message that I got. Well, that was before Wentz's press conference. Oh, that was before Wentz's. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. I I got the auditorium. That's okay. All right. So what's going on with uh, Kamu, 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 Guru, (laughs) Hoosier? Jeez, you get the host seat and all of a sudden you become the host. I'm taking a whiff here. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. Are you going to finish it? Oh, no, that's all I got. Yeah. Uh, so, Kamu Gurjahil, <laughs> who has been in the news recently, the past few weeks, uh, suffered a concussion two weeks ago against the Dolphins, did not reveal his concussion until later that week. Doug Peterson was very disappointed in Kamu, in as, as we discussed. Kamu uh, was out the following game, then was back this past week, but played a season-low five snaps. It was explained by Doug on Monday as uh, they wanted to get uh, T.J. Edwards in there. They were kind of it was based on Washington's looks. 
on Tuesday, Jim Schwartz uh, said it was it was based on Washington's looks, and then also they they played more of a heavy linebacker formation when they needed more linebackers on the field. And then before um, the workday today, or before Doug Peterson's press conference today, the Eagles put Camus on IR. Uh, he needs surgery um, for a herniated disc in his uh, back spinal neck area. And when back. they released that, they released a statement about the injury, which is yes. always uh, a heads up that th- there's something weird going on here. Yes. Uh, so the first like five or so questions, um, perhaps even more, were about Camus, which I agree is probably a, l- a little much for what his role is on the team. But I, I think the um, the subtext to it is the way this team has handled injuries, number one, and the accumulation of injuries, number two. Uh, so what the Eagles were saying is this was reported to them after the game. He had an MRI this week, and um, and that's when this was discovered. Uh, and then uh, Camus' agent, Steve Carrick, said um, that Camus' been playing through significant pain for the majority of the season. The pain has forced him to take weekly pregame pain-killing shots and IV drips. This past week, the pain became unbearable. It was determined he, 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 he needs, uh, I guess, minor and minimally invasive uh, a, a back procedure. I've, I've always kind of thought minor surgeries when it's happening to someone else, you know, it's but true. Uh, he is expected to be fully recovered in three to four weeks. Camus is the ultimate team player who's given everything to this organization. Yeah, minor back surgery does not sound. Yeah. But. So, and a, uh, fr- a free agent to be. Right. And a free agent to be. I think that's the gist uh, yeah. here. Yeah. Um, and so, from from what I've, I've, I'm still kind of looking into this, but from what I've gathered, there might be discrepancy in, in terms of kind of what the nature of the injury is that's been bothering him. Um, Whether he feels like he was being punished for uh, the concussion thing. That's that's a, that's another part of it. So so there's a lot of layers to the story. Yeah, I mean, it's been a weird year for Camus. He was, he was like the early MVP mm-hmm. uh, of training camp, and then he gets that injury, comes back, and he's behind Nate Gehrig on the depth chart. He's the third linebacker. Uh, and I think there was a point early in the season where you know you thought maybe maybe he's a guy they they signed to a cheap extension because he's so good on yeah. special teams. In addition to defense, now it sounds like he's he's a goner just based on. I concur. The uh, reading between the lines between the two sides sounds that way for sure. Yeah. When when Doug came out with his strong statements about uh, Camus and not telling the truth about the concussion, and then uh, like you said, didn't play last week. And you think now- Nigel Bradham will be back next year? Uh, not unless it's a very team-friendly number. I think yeah. that's a position that gets reshaped this offseason. I think so, too. Mm, good question. His, 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 I think it's like he's got uh, it's, it's like $4 million on the books, but three or whatever it is, it's like they would be paying $4 million to save $3 million if they cut yeah. him, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking recently how the, sort of the Super Bowl team, like w- there could be some awkward moments during the ten year reunion. Maybe, maybe not awkward, but mm. you know, like things haven't exactly ended well with whether it's uh, you know Chris Long, Chris Long. now uh, now Camus. Obviously, they let some guys go there. Who knows what changes they're going to make to the coaching staff here? Uh, Doug didn't seem like he wanted John DeFilippo back last year. Sure did like, not. There's sort of a lot of like little things like that I, that yeah. have added up. I don't know. Maybe that makes for an off-season post or, or you something. You know the first guy to hug Doug Peterson after they won the Super Bowl? Who was it? Chris Wilson. Huh? Mm. Also an, not here. Yeah, you're nice. right. Yeah. There's a, well, and uh, 
you know, I don't know how much is coaching and how much is not coaching, but there's yeah. certainly no evidence that that group is better, mm -hmm. uh, is maximizing its potential, which I think is... Oh, a, I don't know about that, actually. Really? I mean, Josh, Josh Sweat, Sweat okay. is better than, than we expected. All right. Uh, well, to find we. I mean, I think... Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, you thought he'd be Daniil Hunter. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, That's I think true that, in, in terms of developing a I young... I think Philip group. Daniels has been fine. I mean, Fletcher Cox has had a bad year. Well, yeah. Yeah, the group as a whole has not. Yeah. Uh, has well, yeah, not but been, the talent is a little. No, that's level. true. All right, you're right. Uh, I'm going to take that back. You're right. They did develop. I guess if you develop a younger player into something, then that counts for something. Yeah, I feel like if the stars aren't performing, that's yeah. on the stars. They're not showing them. Yeah, anything. I think yeah. I probably agree with that. So I, I will actually take that. I can't back. believe Fletcher Cox made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I know you. It's the Pro Bowl. Do we really want to devote a lot of conversations <laughs> to the Pro Bowl? Uh, I would say him and Jason Kelsey. I was surprised by both. I was surprised by both, but I, 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 I'm, I'm more okay with Kelsey. Well, I thought that with Fletcher Cox, he's such a unique player at the position that even if he's not at his best, it's still like worth singling out. I guess I don't know. I think Fletcher Cox has had other years where he probably deserved exactly. To go. Yeah. yeah. And so this is like a yeah. it's like a makeup call. So I Kelsey. guess that's okay. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, based on just this year that. Uh, that certainly was surprising. All right, let's get to the rest of the coaches. Doug Peterson, Jim Schwartz, Mike Grow. anything that stood out. Don't feel like you have to force it. If they didn't say anything of note, we'll move on to the next topic. I don't think there was anything from yesterday that was interesting. I don't, I don't think anything we need to discuss on the pod. Okay. Yeah. There are. I like this. It's great. How about, uh, how about Carson Wentz? He was, saw him at the podium today, was asked if this is his. How about that jacket? Great. See, this that's what he. Someone should go to him and say that should be the post game outfit. Mm, Good looking nineties Nike yeah. jacket. You know, don't overthink it. Yeah, these nonsense uh, red coat or green coats or whatever it's they too are. Too much. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, you know story for another day. But mm. that was a good looking. It was a good look. That's right down my alley. It's a jacket that you would find in the Capadia closet right there. Uh, Zach Rosenblatt has a similar looking jacket. That's right. Yeah. They, were, they were both wearing it today. Oh, was Zach wearing that same one yeah. today? I didn't he, see. He was wearing a very okay. similar one. Um, he was asked if this is the biggest game of his career, I believe. And I think he, he said you would have to say so, right? It's the first time he's he's played in an elimination game. Mm. Uh, now, he he played that game against the Rams in 17 that clinched the playoffs for the Eagles. Right. So he's played in playoff clinching games before, but it was yeah. it was interesting. He's never to finished it. one. That's true. But what she if I were Doug Peterson, I would knock on one. Have you noticed how he does this every time? Yeah. Every time someone asks about a Wentz injury in Peterson's uh, press conference, he he silently he knocks on what he knocks on the lectern. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it's 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 interesting to your point at to, at the top of the show how they're calling this a playoff game. Uh, there was a question. I think it might have been to Brandon Brooks about. Uh, and it was it was from the Eagles website that like uh, Carson's never or that this is the first time Carson has been has has played in a playoff game or will play in a playoff game. And I'm like, this isn't a playoff game. But I guess they're really looking at this like a playoff yeah. game, like a quasi playoff game. Mm. The, the thing is, as as we discussed in the first segment yesterday, <laughs> they could win this game and still not make the playoffs. So that would be something, wouldn't it? If they win this game and then lose to the Giants in week 17. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. Would that be the most painful way to lose this? Uh, yeah, that I would be. So. And and I know it's, we discussed it, this a few weeks ago. Yeah, but I think that would be more painful. That would be that because be if they lose this game, 
there's no like, oh, this this team should have gone to the, yeah. like they deserved they get what they deserve yeah. if they lose this game. And it's not like you're knocking the Cowboys out. Like if you know, yeah. if, if you right. beat them and lose in seventeen, they're back in. Right, exactly. So if it was for like a wild card and was that both of you don't make it. And like there? if they lose if they win this game, you're like, okay, this team you know, we exactly. another home game, People we might will you know, be like, talking themselves into all sorts of things. Yeah. Which yeah. you know, to be Fair sure. about it. The Cowboys, in my opinion, are one of the better teams in the NFC. And then you're going to get a playoff game at home. Yeah. Your quarterback is still healthy. Would it be the craziest thing to talk yeah. yourself into something like that? I don't think like so that? at all. I mean, you're talking – and, and I, I mean, none of the none of those those teams that would come to the link in the first game, they don't, like, petrify me. Really? But, like, talk about a letdown game. There's, there's no yeah, bigger exactly. letdown game than exactly. a Week 17 game. In the Meadowlands, right. where it's and nobody, and I mean <laughs> nobody, is better than Pat Shermer in week seventeen. <laughs> in week seventeen, yeah, in in a game that that means like everything and and yeah. Yeah. to the team, but like nothing at the same time. You know, so. we're gonna have to really plug the uh, the game time for that that's bad right. boy. Oh, that's true. There will be tickets available. Yeah, to that one. a quick for scoot sure. up the turnpike, make, make the quick drive up there. Okay, anything else from Carson Wentz or the locker room stand out to you today? Well, I think it's interesting with, and I, I, I guess I'm, I'm bringing up a question I asked him, but I'm, I'm kind of listening to the press conference, and it's like, why aren't you? Uh, rolling out more, or should you roll out more? Should you run more? And then it's like, why are you always fumbling? Right. And so, uh, in Carson's case, it's almost like. Uh, he he needs to find this balancing act between uh, being off schedule, being kind of the impro the improvising the way he has uh, the improvis improvisational player, improvisational player. Uh, I still didn't, didn't no, say that, that was good. You nailed it. Got it. You worked through it. The way you're saying the O is is interesting to me, but <laughs> you said it correctly. Improvisational player. <laughs> improvisational Kinda player. Like that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, improvisational yeah, I, I player. I, don't, I, don't, I have no okay. problem with the way you said <laughs> and, it. And uh, and then also taking care of the ball because it seems that the fumbles are occurring when he is trying to improvise, when he's trying to extend plays. There seldom have been fumbles where he's just like in the pocket and just drops the ball. I don't know if that's ball. true. Though. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I think about the the the, the Demarcus Lawrence hit from earlier this year was one. The that's a good the, point. The, the combined side from, hit was the Colts game yeah. last year. I almost yeah. feel uh, like it's a situation where he he's not decisive enough. So let's that that one play was pretty interesting on film. So it was a third down, and they ran their mesh concept. The, the, the one the fumble from this the week. fumble from this okay. week. the fourth you know? quarter one. Yeah, the one so you bad. you saw. You know, they, that post that was the worst play of his career. It's their uh, it's. Probably if you had to pick a staple play, right. this might be it. I mean, and Washington did a fantastic job uh, with it where they, you know, you have the two shallow crossing routes and normally it's supposed to set up a pick and then one guy gets free. Well, they passed him off and they had an extra defender there in the middle of the field. So they did an outstanding job. So they obviously made Carson, you know, he shouldn't have thrown the ball. This was not a play where someone was open mm-hmm. and he should have pulled the trigger. I mean, Ertz did a good job once it was covered up of moving a little bit. And so there was a possibility there. But when I watched it, I thought once that's not there, he should have gotten out of there. Well, there was a, there was like a, a split second where he, he thought about, it looked like he thought about going and yes. then he sat in the pocket a little bit longer Yeah, and then he rolled right. And that's when, yeah. And then that's he, when he started right, to take right. off and fumbled. I think if it would have just been not there, go. Right. And I think actually that we'll get to it, but I think this is a big part of this game because I don't think their offensive line played well against Washington. I think the Cowboys defensive line is much better. And if you look at the last two Cowboys losses against the bears and the bills, 
Josh Allen and Mitchell Trubisky, a lot of their big plays were coming outside of structure, whether they were scrambling, which they did for first downs, for touchdowns, or whether it was buying time and finding players, finding guys downfield. So I think this is sort of a big thing to watch in this game where he he just has to be decisive like it, it should be. If it's not there, get out of harm's way, get out of the pocket. You know, you don't have to take off and run right away, but, you know, roll out to the sideline, scramble drill like the Miles Sanders play. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another example. And so, uh, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, all right, you want one but not the other. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I do feel like this is what all athletic mobile quarterback, sure. there's always going to be a balance. And he's been asked. I'm, I don't I'm sure think, he's so I don't sick think of it's answering a, questions I don't think about it's a, it. It's a crazy ask for him to just be a little bit more protective. No, I mean, this is yeah. what all those guys have to do, yes. and some of them get better at it. Yeah. Some of them don't. I mean, the numbers you pointed out, this year alone, he's second to Daniel Jones. In most he's fumbles. second this year, second over the last two years, and second since he entered the league. I think he's first since he entered the league now. No, James is, I think. I think he's still like one or two behind. Uh, sure. I thought he had two more. I thought I looked it up and he had two more, mm. but uh, I, I could be wrong there. At any rate, it has been uh, it has been a big issue. So, um, James is also, but it, it, Carson might be ahead in per, per game. game because James has, has missed a, uh, or Carson has missed more games. Okay. So right. I think that's what it is. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, that's a big storyline. Anything else from Carson or uh, the players in the locker room today? Uh, you had another run-in. You, we, I talked about Zach's uh, run-in with uh, the camera crew. I think you had one. Oh, of yeah, it wasn't a real run-in. I mean, it was, uh, you know. It, you gave someone a little shoulder? Yeah, like I'm Ooh. not going to just get out of your way, yeah. you know. So I give him the shoulder, and then he, he apologized to me. So that's oh, that's what you want to have happen. What would you think of the uh, – what would you think of the – uh, Nate Gary and Duke Riley giving the photographer the finger. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, it was and Duke Riley. I thought it was just Nate Gary. No, no, I'm pretty sure it was Duke Riley. Also, there were two. There were two middle figures. So what was it? A Washington photographer tweeted about this, right? Yeah, and said that Nate, said Gary, Nate Gary got called his him attention over and said take a picture, and then gave them the middle finger. And I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I think it's. I mean, like, why is that guy complaining about that? It's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's, I don't it's not malicious. It's I, would, not I don't know if it's like hilarious, but like you do. But uh, I really didn't see the big deal about that. Yeah. Why yeah. is this guy? It's such a silly thing. Maybe yeah. not hilarious, but like, it's, I mean, these. Little, it's not. A, it's not something that I even find like notable. Like, yeah, when you're covering sports, there's like these little yeah. run-ins. Like, like I've this. Given, is, I've given the finger as part of a photo before. Like, it's like I mean, you've given a finger as part of a photo. <laughs> yeah, In like someone's like trying are, to take a picture. Like of you, you don't want them to, take, to give the finger. If like someone's taking a picture, you don't want them to take a picture. You give them. You the give finger. them the finger. Yeah, I'm not a big. I'm not a finger. I'm not a finger guy either. Okay. Yeah. Well. Do you ever go the? I've ne- I, I can't imagine ever doing this without it being jokingly. But you ever you ever go this one? You up yours? The no, no. Uh, but isn't there the friends one where they did this or something? I don't you know, know about that. Uh, uh, then there's this. The all right. The, no one can see any of this. This is terrible podcasting. <laughs> the, uh, the I'm not gonna let this uh, let this uh, go. Off schedule. I just did. I found it completely. But like, there are those. Why is that guy? Show, that you show every week, man. I mean, like I said, you know, I, I think I've shared the story before where I was in Seattle and. It was like, you know, I was there for a month and I was doing a TV hit and Michael Bennett's walking off the field and he just goes, you in the blue suit. I don't like you. I don't know what it is about you, but I don't like, like, I wouldn't write a tweet about that right. and like, you know, try to get the guy in trouble. It's part of the job. Yeah, come on. It seems like a, it seemed like a weird call out to me. Yeah, I totally and then right. he like tagged Jeff McLean in it. 
Right? Didn't he do? Didn't he tag McLean oh, in I, there? I, I, did he? I think he wanted like, Mc, you want like McLean, McLean to offer McLean comment. To... Like he has anything yeah. to do with it. I, I know Jeff well. I don't and think he, Jeff and, cares. And he gave like a, well, Jeff tweeted about <laughs> Jeff it. Jeff tweeted at him. Because he oh, said something like, yeah. stay classy Philly. Like, yeah. Yeah. And McLean had the Philly, good yeah. point that Nate Gary's been in Philadelphia like, for, yeah. for, for yeah. four months out of the year for three years. Okay. We've got to move from that to what actually is a serious issue. And I'm talking about erectile dysfunction. It isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com birds and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash birds to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash birds for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash birds. Okay. Taking that middle finger seriously. Taking it literally. And I don't really know what that means. It was it was a bad joke. Okay. Yeah. I understood the joke, but I... Was... <laughs> Squall 22. <laughs> Now that I got through that. Okay, Squall 22. Uh, that was your first Roman read. How did you How do you feel? About I felt it? good. I think there was a moment early where it could have gone either way. Okay. And uh, I you think I, I rallied. Yeah. I think I did well. Good. Let's start with the offense. I thought that was uh, watching the film. And, and, again, I'll try to spin this forward and feel free to um, move the conversation in one direction or another. I thought that was like the full – we had the full Nelson Aguilar experience that one game. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought this was the full Carson Wentz experience. Oh, I like that. Okay. You had the fumble. I thought you had some accuracy slash ball placement issues. Yep. There were several throws in this game where you said, I think I could have had it. You probably shouldn't have had it. The throw – you know, it, it wasn't one of those where you could decisively blame one guy or the other, but I didn't think they were the most uh, accurate throws, and I think that's been an issue um, at times this year. For Carson Wentz, and then you have the Miles Sanders touchdown throw. Unbelievable. Unbelievable throw. I've watched it from every different angle. I mean, just uh, rolling out and to keep that bad boy in bounds. And I wanted to ask him today. Major likes? Yeah, I wanted to ask him today if that's like, if he winds up for that. I don't know if he said this after the Mm -hmm. game. And it's just like, I'm throwing this as hard as I can. That's what it felt like. Right. I mean, I can't imagine putting more heat on a throw than that. And how about Miles Sanders unfaced? Yeah. Really I mean, nice that, catch. that could jam a finger or knock and you down. And if he bobbles it at all, he's out of bounds. Yeah. So, yeah, so after, after the game, Carson said that one probably had as much heat on it as any okay. he, he's thrown. There you go. So. Which is impressive because it's he's rolling out. It's not he's not he doesn't have his feet set. But you have a little momentum behind you, I think. I think it's, it's like a crow hop. No. You know? he's, no. He's moving forward. It's harder to put more mustard on it that way than than it is to be sitting in the pocket and then you're on your back foot and then you, you come through. I just think of like a shortstop, like if you're stationary compared to... Yeah, but a shortstop running forward, it's harder to get more... You're all arm. You've got no lower body. Not if you're not if you're putting your body into it. He, he put his body into that throw. He did. I'm just, I'm, I don't... I think it is harder to <laughs> okay. throw it like that. Okay. 
as hard as you can than it is when you're sitting in the pocket. Okay. Well, is it not telling that he had such an unbelievable, accurate, high-velocity well, throw on the move? Can we get a little you know, more you know, pre-planned move in the pocket stuff? Well, this was interesting please. because they used play action in this game 19 times a season high. What's that? And what's interesting here is that a lot of teams are using play action to get shot plays down the field. Right, they're using it to get like seven yards. It's almost like an extension of the run game. You're seeing it, and this isn't, you know, really a knock on them. The Ravens do this with Lamar Jackson. It's play action, bootleg, and then you have just a like guy. everything comes back to the Patriots for for Zach. Listen, it's all about the Ravens. I talk for you. about an interesting team, so you know, <laughs> I can be, you know, it's. Uh, I know you don't want to talk about Lamar Jackson and, you know. Get out of here. Rank them, Zach. Bo, rank the three takes. Bose, Booger McFarlane's, and Bill Polian's on Lamar Jackson. What, what Get out of here. Worst to, be, worst to best. I don't know. <laughs> Bose is I was right about Lamar Jackson before anybody. Okay. Oh, no. oh, my God. He was God. sitting there watching practice being like, yeah. have you seen more I said in practice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my it's God. It's in the notes. That's not right? true. Yes. Yeah, it's That's a, not it's, true. It's on the site forever. This is going to drive me insane, uh, I think. Well, to, you guys are gaslighting. Well, no, know. you you pointed out you watched a you picked the Eagles defense against the Ravens. Offense. Yeah, and I said, and, and I said practice is not the right setting to to judge him. He, but he has like, been oh, inaccurate boy, he's today. Been inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, that was that's that was correct. That's what happened you that day. I didn't then say he's going to have a bad season. I said this is what happened today. No, you were basically saying, "Oh my in there god, get out of here!" You need just 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 make him run the ball. He's a no. qualified running back. No, if you if you have him drop back, he and said pass. in Shield's story oh, that he's baby. not accurate in practice, oh, didn't he? Baby, I lo- well, he said prior to like. Earlier in his career, well, including this summer. uh, What about the line? Count my words. By week fifteen, Trace McSorley is going to be starting for the Ravens. Did you see that? (laughs) Well, the uh, and then then you want this is the one time where Zach where where Zach is willing to lie. I'm very I'm (laughs) very no 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 no, no, don't say anything. He never said McSorley. uh, And then you just want to take a huge whiff for AJ Brown, which I think you know you that's my guy. You definitely liked him more than I did. I don't know if he was your was he really your guy? He was my favorite receiver in the draft class. No, he was not. Yes, he was. Hollywood Brown was. We decided on Hollywood. Uh, we Brown. did, that's true. Okay, all right. Well, so but, but that's because we couldn't agree on. He was the only one we agreed on. Okay. Right. Well, listen, you don't need to be. I told you I like not, Debo. I'll give you Debo. I, you I, like Debo. I, I like Debo too. But I like, I like Debo. Okay. You're the one who liked Rafaka, so let's, let's keep that on the record. In this game, I thought he looked. It looked like the guy hadn't coached. I mean, I don't know what I, <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. He, yeah. looked, he, you know, the the. the I think he's too nice. <laughs> I don't think that. I think he's an ex receiver, and I I understand that like you should be able to play either spot, but for the first nine weeks of the year or so, eight weeks of the year, they kept telling us that he this is where we like him. We we don't want to throw too much at him. Deshaun gets hurt. They move him over to the Z. And then Alshon gets hurt again. Instead of moving him back to the X, they're like, we're going to keep him at the Z. I think, you know, there are different routes, different types of routes. Let him play an Alshon spot. I don't know. I, I, I just see a player who is uh, – that. Might, there might be something to that. I just see a player who is the classic, you know, not playing fast, thinking too much rookie where it's just like everything he's doing, you can – I don't know. I could be off with this. We'll, we'll – 
to show yeah, Coach Flynn some film. This is what it looks like to me, where you can just see yeah. the wheel spinning in his head on her, and then like the ball actually gets thrown you're, like, to you're him. Counting your steps, like, and that's yeah. like the last. You know, mm-hmm. it's like so much has been going through your head, where this natural thing of just catching the ball that you've done for years sure. becomes this hard thing, and then he drops that ball in the end zone. I mean, that play with where he, he runs into Goddard, and Goddard yeah. makes a great one-handed catch. Like you don't see a lot of that in NFL games where two guys are yeah. running into each other like that. So uh, you know that that certainly is a concern. I don't know. I I believe in the guys like uh, makeup, and I, I I I'm not. I'll probably be the last guy on Ortega Whiteside Island. I, I like I'm him. I like him personally yeah. very much. Yeah, it's just I'd like to see something. Yeah. Uh, well, well. I mean, he had a nice catch two weeks ago. They, you know, all it takes is uh, spot. one game, right? Yeah. So we'll see. What happens here? Okay, we talked about uh, Carson Wentz. How many screen passes does this team throw? My God. It's unbelievable. I have never seen a higher And I'd like to see, can we get, I mean, maybe they're saving something for the Cowboys, but give me, you know, give me a fake screen, huck it deep. Yeah, something like like that. that. I mean, they had back-to-back screens at one point. I, I really, I was charting it and then I stopped it. They had a screen on like every possession. This is like their go to thing, which is. I mean, I guess good for the coaching staff adapting, yeah. but I, I don't know how long. Well, they had what eighteen uh, third downs or twenty third downs in the game. What were they fifteen? Something for like that. Yeah. Fifteen for twenty, I think. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they had. An, and Doug said a Monday too many third downs. Okay. Need to be better on first and second down. I'm going to take issue with Doug taking this big whiff about his third and long runs. He brought Whoa, it up. He ag- is taking that whiff. He yes. brought it up again today. Yeah. You know, like you guys, and I want to be on the record with this because. Yes, if they would have not gotten those, I would have been absolutely crushing them yeah. for those calls. When you look at you know who your quarterback is, what he's doing on the move, that kind of thing. Two third and long runs, converted on both of them. But this 56-yarder, and you guys talked about this in the post-game pod, this was not some great schemed-up call. Very lucky. You got lucky because your running back made an outstanding play. And I think this is actually a case for once draft time comes around and we say, well, is there too much put into athleticism versus non-athleticism? I actually think like the Miles Sanders runs the last two weeks have been in our, and I actually don't think athleticism is a huge thing for running backs, but it's almost been the case for if you want to make the argument, take the better athlete because sometimes that's all it comes down to. I mean, the blitz is coming and right. he just explodes. He just goes. If he's, th- you know, I'm putting my fingers very closely together. If he's this much slower, that guy might, I think it was Bostic, might get his jersey. It's a tackle for loss. Doug's getting crushed. That 56 yard run yeah. totally changed all your run yeah, numbers absolutely. for the entire game. Credit to him. This is two weeks in a row. Sanders, a play that hasn't been there. Remembers the wing T one yeah. the week before, and he just bounced off the guy and, and got a first down. That was a third down. This was a third down. He saved them two weeks in a row. And so, God, I hope Doug doesn't look at this as like something instructive. Oh, my God. And something he's going to do more. It's really weird to me that he's bragging about this. And as Jason Kelsey pointed out, if the blitzer just stayed in his lane, if he didn't go inside, that's a four-yard loss. Yeah. The players are even saying it. Yeah, yeah. Kelsey (laughs) said. Kelsey said the guy pinched (laughs) inside. And if he just stayed in his lane, they would have eaten that right up. Yeah, so. Now, Doug was correct about the coverage. You know, like, but if if you got past the line of scrimmage, there was space there. Yeah, but it's not a given you're going to get past the right. line of scrimmage. Yeah, so and it's all. I mean, it's third and eleven. It's if if you want to tell me you want to you want to pull that on third and six because maybe you think it's four down territory. I, yeah, okay, if like, it's four down territory, then fine. If it's not, I hate it. Yeah, like agreed. I mean, I pulled the numbers earlier this year. I can do it again, but 
It's it's not I generally the cowards draw for a reason. Yes, it's not a successful play. I mean, I looked at it that their offense right now is screens, run game, uh, bootlegs, and Carson Wentz doing Carson Wentz things. Uh, is there anything else yeah. that I'm missing that they're not? Like, yeah, swing passes to running back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, checking. I mean, it's like, yeah, some of those are, are checks down or check downs or swing like checks passes. down. Checks down. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I mentioned this earlier, I think the offensive line was a concern in this game. You know, there were too many plays where Wentz is as like a guy in his face. And it's not a great defensive line. You know, and I don't think any of their guys played great. Brandon Brooks did not have a great game. We know Vitae and Sayamalo. Kelsey did not have a great game here. I think that's a concern going into this game against Demarcus Lawrence, Robert Quinn, uh, Michael Bennett mm-hmm. in uh, in sub packages. So that was something else that came out. The uh, the one thing I like that they're doing, uh, they've kind of varied their tempo a little bit. So whether it's yeah. going no huddle or those plays where they burst out of the huddle and run to the line of scrimmage and snap it. I mean, they've gotten like four touchdowns the last two weeks because the defense busts coverage, which, I, you know, can you count on that against a de- right. good defense? Probably not, but at least you're trying to find every edge you can. Well, I like that they're doing that in conjunction with now playing a bunch of these different personnel groups where, you know, where they yes. have a bunch of, you know, not that I want Josh Perkins on the field, but, you know. Perkins comes in. It's a little different. It's, yes. it's a little bit. It's, it's keeping the defense on their toes a little bit more. Uh, defensively, no sacks, no quarterback hits. Not Ridiculous. Ninth time in a game this season. Well, until one. the end. Was there a quick hit? Avante Maddox. No. Uh, oh. It wasn't recorded in the stat sheet. It wasn't recorded. Yeah, because wasn't. Because, he, because it was a lateral. Oh, true. Okay. I don't mean. Well, good. Because, I well, you know Does what? That, but it, should it not be? Yeah, no, then it wouldn't count because it's almost like a running play, yeah. right? No, he. If he's yeah, throwing he it backwards, backwards and, yeah. it would be oh, like yeah. if a guy's okay. running an option and yeah. he pitches gotcha. it. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Well, good, because they shouldn't get credit yeah. for that. Uh, so according to the yeah. statute, yeah. the ninth time in a game this season, a team has not had a sack or a quarterback hit. Against Dwayne Haskins, who came in getting sacked the highest rate of any highest quarterback rate. in the league. He got rid of the ball. Now, it's not just the D-line, but I think that's, a, again, huge concern going into this game. Huge I mean, concern. The Cowboys' offensive line is on another level from Washington's. If, and you're not going to blitz Dak Prescott, which we'll get into maybe in another episode, but uh, that is very concerning to me. Haskins did get rid of the ball faster than he has at any point this season, which points to how bad their coverage is, that the guy can just mm-hmm. get, you know, oh, there's a guy open. Right. Give me one or the other. But yeah. 91 was going up against a backup guard. You know, 100%. Yeah, so. I mean, he was, uh, he was not – he drew one holding penalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's a pro bowler. That was it for the game. That uh, Just like Mitch Trubisky. That is not good <laughs> enough. I think most of the other stuff here, you guys – you know, the last two third downs Washington had, they didn't convert, and they were both due to drop passes. Hmm. So, like, they, you know, just to put it into context, there's some luck involved. Well, it wasn't the – it was the second down on the was last it the second one. down? Because okay. the third one, it's a, it's like the nine-yard completion. Maddox makes the tackle, and they kick the field goal. All right, that's right. There were two plays but on the final two. Yeah, that was a long – it was a long one that could have been caught. The corner route, right? To yeah. The, the sideline. It was Steven Sims, yeah. Yeah, and he was wide open on that mm. play. There was Sims pressure touchdown. I, when I watched the game over again, I didn't appreciate – Nice play. Because it was on the far end zone from where we were. Yeah. I didn't appreciate how nice a play that was. Yeah. yeah that, I yeah. mean, Maddox pretty much did yeah. what he uh, – good there. Okay. I think that's uh, most of it. I believe we have one other ad read here. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, Zach's. Okay. It is. Do while you, here, take your time. While, well, I, while you get that out, I want to say uh, I heard you use a word today that I swear to God for 35 years of my life I'd never heard this word. Interesting. And now I can't turn around with somebody using it, mostly on a podcast, but you used it in real life. Do you know what the word is? No. Performative. 
Hmm. When did this become such a popular word? I don't know. I've, I, I feel like I've been using. I've used that word. Yeah. Uh, Some of these words just come. You think into, I started uh, it? Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, every podcast I listen to, mm. someone says it. I don't know. I'm not listening to the same podcast you are. I know that's right. Well, if if you ever just want to calm down, uh, listen to this, man, because we talk about physical fitness like the in there. a lot. <laughs> but there's another side to the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. I got to be honest with you guys. I have Calm on my phone. Mm. was thinking all three of those things, sleep better, less stress, perform at your best. You Fewer know? stress. I know. It's less stress, yes. Uh, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron and and in in using Calm with a forty percent off discount to an annual membership at Calm dot com slash birds b i r d s unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at Calm dot com slash birds. That's Calm that that's Calm dot com slash birds. Very good. LeBron, of course, French for the Bron. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you see? I was going to ask you uh, that defensive performance. I mean, so much of this game is going to come down to can the defense play like it did, you know, four weeks ago, as opposed to how they played the last three weeks. Do you see any signs of from the Washington game? <laughs> I mean, they're awful. No, they, yeah. they didn't like, do anything well. Yeah, it's it's bad. They didn't stop the run. They didn't rush the passer, and they couldn't cover. Yeah, it's really against bad. a rookie quarterback who was being sacked on fourteen percent yeah, of his drop so backs. like the it's just blind faith right now to think that they could well play as, as like like they did last month. I'll tease this because I want to get to the last segment before we yeah. have to end, and we'll get into the, get hard out. the X's and O's here of the game. I'm sure mm-hmm. starting tomorrow, but the Eagles' defensive splits at home and on the road are mm-hmm. very interesting. So I think if That's you're point. if you want to lean on something, if you want a little lean on me. nugget of optimism, I think that is one, and we'll get to uh, all of the numbers here uh, in the days ahead. Okay, last thing I wanted to get to was the draft you guys did, <laughs> and, and I just, oh, what about Wentz and Dak? Well, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah, oh, this oh. is sort of, oh, sort yeah, of leaping, see, jumping off point. You know, you took Carson Wentz first, and there was like no discussion. Did did you not? Did you think that was a no brainer? Who would you have taken first, Zach? Um, that's a good question. Probably Demarcus Lawrence or okay. uh, no, I forget. Maybe Jalen Smith. I was uh, <laughs> the craziest the thing. The, was that for the, Was it, is that for this it was Sunday's for game? one game? Yeah, okay, so it was for this Sunday's Sunday. game. Yeah, okay. And this was before we knew Dak had an injury. Correct. Okay. I mean, l- listen. I, I mean, I know where we're going here. And I was telling him you got to take Dak. And there was a point where he was, who are you going to take over Dak? Brandon Brooks or something like yeah, something crazy yeah, like I think that. So. Yeah. Um. I've changed my tune on Dak a little bit. Okay. I used to think he was he was Garbanzo Beans. Yes, you did, uh, and he's he's impressed me. Okay, uh, and, and and just not just like his. I know that his numbers are much better than Carson Wentz's this year, um, and obviously he's got two good receivers. Carson Wentz has nobody, but he he just he, he, the to me the eye test. He looks he looks more decisive this year. He's made a lot of impressive throws that I've seen. That said, I still I still don't think. I trust his arm uh, mm. outside in a big game. That's, that's all. Okay. 
Uh, I don't think it's crazy to say one would prefer Carson Wentz over Prescott. I don't think it's crazy to say the other way. I think it's crazy to say, like, the idea that it's a no-brainer for Wentz. That, to me... Yeah, I agree. ...is... uh, this is a little bit crazy, and I thought, you know, you guys, obviously, you only had one minute to prepare for this draft, so I yes. shouldn't... Uh, I would have, if, like, if he had taken Wentz one, I would have taken Dak. Yes, that's what I was... I, I don't think taking a quarterback early was the smart move in that's this draft. That's what I was saying. Because the the gap isn't great, and... And neither one of them but that's a, not. But that's not... The, that was not the uh, tone of the draft. It okay. was not, you get one, I get the other. It okay. was, we're taking who would, who are the best players. I was thinking game. of, of, like, of, I would take like, them one, two, no matter the what. The best players in this game. And I know I, this is not the argument that I should make, but neither one of those guys is a pro bowler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, my, my point is, is let's use Mike Sandoz tiers. Okay. Neither one of those uh, quarterbacks, uh, is a tier one quarterback. Okay. You know, and there are guys, you know, like, Brandon Brooks is a tier one offensive guard. Yeah, but a tier two quarterback is like, you know, umpteen times more important. Than oh, I understand. That's position. why I said, are we weighing positional value? Or yeah, are we and just I looking, said yes. And I was thinking, are we just looking at like the most talented players, like the the best the best player at his position? Or yeah, I, I think the ground rule since it was done on the fly. Maybe we'll, yeah. maybe we do a redraft. Okay, on Friday yeah, I think it's a good idea. Let's say because I think that we, we can like text it like an hour before, yeah, so we I know what we're doing. Set yes. ground rules. It could be it's a it could be yeah. a very uh, sort of interesting exercise. But let me let me ask you this: for uh, the remainder of their careers, if you could have one guy or the other, is it a no brainer to you that it's Wentz? What number are you signing Dak at? It's going to be similar to uh, so same contract similar, number, yeah, because that's what it is. Just getting, yeah. I mean, at that point, the contracts shouldn't matter. You just you're getting one of their their full careers over the other, and right? it's like, the, yeah, the cap. It's going to be the like same. Yeah, I mean, I guess Carson, but look, I mean, I I can make an argument for for Dak based on based on performance, based on health. Um, there's there's a handful of factors I, I I can look at, but I think the ceiling's higher for Carson. And I say that based on. 2017, when Carson was at his best, is better than anything Dak has has done in the NFL, in my opinion. Two years ago, I would have said it was a no-brainer. Now I would say yeah. it's a tough decision. Yeah. But I would still wow, probably Wow, really come this. around here. I don't think I've ever heard you change your tune on a person before. Does this, this happen? Listen, uh, What's going on here? Maybe I'm setting up. Maybe Something I'm, going on personally? Maybe I'm setting up. Fatherhood, setting emotions up, setting in or something? Maybe I'm setting up the okay. high for uh, a post-game okay. grass on happening? Sunday Ooh. tumble down. All right. Uh, I like it. It's playing the long game, okay. right? The longest uh, view in the room? Yeah. No, I actually totally agree with the way uh, Berm framed it over here. I think that if you look at it, you can definitely make the case for Prescott. He has been way more durable. Uh he hasn't, you know, if you're looking at mistakes, turnovers, he's got an edge there mm-hmm. uh, on Wentz as well. And I think if you put Dak on this year's Eagles team, it would look even it would look even uglier. I think it would look pretty similar. You think so? Yeah, I think it would look pretty similar. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't okay. know. Zach? Yeah, I, I think what, what Shield said is accurate. I just think what, what gives me the edge is that Carson at his, at his best. Now, I think Dak has been more consistent. But 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 Carson at his best is is better based on 2017. I think that I think that's right, and I think that's why that throw to Sanders I thought was like yeah, very yeah. instructive in like a in a lot of ways where it was sort of a reminder. Like when I looked at that, I just said, 
All right, that throw is why I think the majority yes, well of Eagles said. fans, right. when outsiders are saying, look at Wentz's numbers, you know, he's not playing well, he's at fault. You kind of look at that and say, no, I know it's in there. I saw it for 13 games in 2017. Mm-hmm. I've seen sort of little glimpses of it here. I've seen stuff that's out of his control. And I, I do think the uh, the peak is higher. Although, I mean, I, I think we probably don't give enough credit to whatever Dak's peak is because if you look yeah. at it like this year right every statistical yeah, he's measure fantastic. he's like a top five quarterback so exactly it's not like he's a top you know he's not like he's 10 or 11 and you say that's his uh that's his best and you know you look at their career so far Wentz has had better coaching Prescott has had a better running game you know both have had good offensive lines Prescott's had a better receiving core since the middle of yeah. last year so right those are all the variables you can certainly uh Certainly argue, but and um, and look, I I know winning is not a quarterback stat. I I I don't think you should measure a quarterback based on on wins, despite what Mike Rowe says, despite what Pat Shermer used to say, despite what Carson <laughs> Wentz said. Uh, that said, uh, Dak, if the Cowboys win this game Sunday, Dak would have won the NFC East in three or four years, and I I, I do think playing into the postseason uh, is if you're a top quarterback, you should be playing into the postseason. Every year, every other year, you know, and if if Carson goes four years in his career with uh, only, without playing a playoff game and only one year really being in position to play in a playoff game, because last year he he was hurt before they were even in position. So uh, I th- I think that would be somewhat of a concern. Well, I was thinking about this. I know Bo likes it when I bring it back to the uh, the Seahawks when I was writing my mm-hmm. column that. Uh, Russell Wilson has been – they've had a winning record every year. He's been mm-hmm. the quarterback, been in the playoffs Crazy. seven of eight. And I know those early years, the defense was one of the mm-hmm. best we've seen. But the last, I think, four years, I haven't looked at the DVOA numbers, but they're not like a top 10 defense any of those years. And so it's I, you know, it comes back to the battery thing I don't we've think talked that, about. I don't think that in the aggregate – quarterback wins is like a is a bad stat it's almost swung too far the other way now yeah. right yeah i think that's right i think it's in, like over the course of a guy's career i think it's instructive yeah for like, a, for, a sure, while, exactly. for a while it was all you know was sort of the traditionalist uh right, stat like pitcher and, wins, and then like, everyone else got mad and now it's like you can't even mention it i i, I kind of agree with that i mean it's the most uh, important position in sports yeah you're, you know, you control what's happening. I mean, tell me a time. good quarterback who has like a losing right. record. And, I mean, yeah, yeah, and and, and so really, that's what my point is, and and that there are, you know, I I know you're going to hate when I bring up Tom Brady here. Unbelievable, uh, this is nuts. But <laughs> you can you can't? No, help but like you you watch a game, so so take the take the Super Bowl against the Falcons when they were losing, um, but kind of the situational awareness that Brady has and you just watch games over and over again where Brady might not be playing well but fourth quarter money time um and he's 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 making productive plays knows how to manage the clock knows how to manage the game uh and I think that's a lot of what the great quarterbacks do last five games Tom Brady Mm, loving this this stat all week are you getting any are you getting any heat from uh, the Boston types Uh, I haven't no okay among the 29 quarterbacks who have attempted at least 100 passes Mm -hmm. He ranks 29th in completion percentage, 29th in yards per attempt, and 29th in net yards per pass play. What are his stats in the last five Super Bowls? Are you trying to? I'm talking about now. (laughs) Is this your way of uh, prompting, needling us to ask you about the uh, the Bill Simmons call out? No, I just liked repeating that stat as much as possible. What's the Bill Simmons call out? Are you going on the pod? We'll see. 
You're going to the BS report? No. Oh, BS I was going to say. Hey. Although, Bo, I, Bo's been cheating on us this week. How's uh, that? I had a little, a little text from Beaner. Oh, Bo went on the Dave Damashek podcast. He said. Ooh. Yeah, it was like a, it was a pre-recorded, you know, two and a half minute uh, thing. Okay. So, so I didn't sound like I had to get to, I had a conversation. So they can't let you interact with the guy. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, maybe if the Eagles win, it'll. Uh, but but that conversation actually made me think. This is this is a very big game for Carson Wentz. Yeah. Because if you the I, question for that, oh, go ahead, finish here. Well, just because uh, when we're looking at this, the Cowboys' defense, despite that they're a talented group, has underperformed all year. I mean, they are mediocre to below average, and so I think if you're an Eagles fan, you much you would much rather lose a, a game where the offense plays well than sort of a clunker. I mean, granted, who's win? I mean, I can't imagine these guys winning a lot of their matchups for for Wentz, but there have been at least some holes. And on yeah, the and, and that's why if if the Eagles win, this three game winning streak would be like the trump card in any Wentz argument. Like, oh, let's look keep politics out. Yeah, while well, I'm hosting, when Bo hosts, uh, yeah, or uh, okay, so 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 the ace, the eight, the uh, the Joker. How about that? The Joker, the Obama. <laughs> Let's keep politics out of it, right? <laughs> um, the Joker in any is 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 like you you look at the three game winning streak with the players he played with, and you say that's really won three games in a row all year long. Mm-hmm. That's true, and yeah, he's had to put up points late in the you know. I know you guys had the whole clutch yeah. conversation, yeah. so we won't revisit that, but uh, it would would be an interesting three game stretch. Okay, I'm glad you brought up Bean. I feel like the the pod's been. Noticeably absent of uh, Bean and Lemur's presence no, this year. They've been listening. Okay. Okay. Good. Anything else to get to? Did you want to give your Dave Damage story? You were about to. Oh, the question they... was the oh, question yeah. I had to answer was uh, three three reasons that Eagles fans are scared should be scared of the game on Sunday. What oh. would you What would you say? Well, that's easy. I, if it was the other way, it would probably be harder. Um, the wide receivers. <laughs> I didn't say the wide receivers just because that's already a fait accompli. I said I said that the uh, you know the defensive line's coming off a game which they had no sacks, no quarterback hits. Good one. Uh, Lane Johnson at right tackle, and then I just said big picture that they'll go they'll go all year long without playing uh, having a game where the offense and defense play well at the same time. Okay, I think you could have gone wide receivers. Yeah, I, I think one. so too. <laughs> yeah, but everybody knows about their wide receivers. <laughs> just kidding. All right, Zach's looking at his clock. Right, no, 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 no. All no, right, and you're hitting your your time right on the. Yeah, how about that? How does that come in? I host, nice juice, nice mix of conversation, finish on time. And, and we so, beat the guys next door. And we beat the guys next door. All right, so this is Wednesday. We will – you guys doing a pod tomorrow? Yeah, you coming in? Uh, I'm not coming in, but okay. I could uh, – well, I'll be out for much of the afternoon, tied up, but if you do an evening mm, one or sounds- something – Sounds it sounds like something worth exploring. We got to report on what Shields doing tomorrow afternoon. All right, keep. Uh, yeah, we could do maybe maybe tomorrow. Well, Paul we'll Giamatti out of this, uh, <laughs> and then we will do our final one on got that Friday <laughs> with our predictions. Which guess who's going first on this bad boy? Oh, I like yeah, that. Bo, yeah, Bo, you're going like first because I. This is. The, I don't know about that. Yeah, you can't play both sides. On, no, you can't play both sides. This is the game yes. where you would absolutely last. just wait for us. Yes, if we pick the Cowboys. Oh, these Eagles. <laughs> fan that place That's is gonna exactly be rocking gonna happen. All right, so and then we'll, yeah and then if we pick the eagles he's like yeah. you know well you nuts. were going you know both you guys picked the eagles yeah. so i think they're gonna win but i gotta go to the cowboys yeah. to balance it exactly. out yeah you gotta go first so we'll, i like that shield <laughs> i really like that we'll get yes. to that on friday all right thank you for listening to birds with friends you know listen i hosted today so if you want to uh get on there on the uh apple podcast review 
you know, tell us what a great job we're doing. Tell us how thankful you are that we're doing daily pods. I haven't checked the rankings in a while, but I would like to see some uh, some stuff on there. That would be nice. I hope my job's not in jeopardy here because I think Shio likes being back here. Yeah, I think he enjoys being back at the Novacare. My job's in jeopardy. He likes hosting too much. <laughs> this uh, this forty five minutes was my most enjoyable part of being back here today. The rest of it was not uh, not as fruit not as fruitful with locker room and bugs crawling on my computer and all that. Uh, okay, so we'll be back. Read the Athletic. Thank you for listening. For Bo Wolf and Zach Berman, I am Shil Kapadia, and we kind of like you, and we don't hate you. <laughs>